Before we go into the word, I want to tell certain things. Come with me to Revelation chapter 19. Verse 10. Yeah. Um, for the, the last line of that verse is what I want you to look at. It says, For the testimony, can we all read it out loud? For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. It is uh, Pastor Bill Johnson who highlights this phrase often. He tells about how when we testify to any aspect of God's goodness in our lives, we are, that testimony itself carries a spirit of prophecy, meaning it has the potential to replicate itself, right? So the testimony itself, it's a prophetic seed. And there is another verse in the Psalms which says, your testimonies are my inheritance. The psalmist says, your testimonies are my inheritance. That means, see the Bible is full of testimonies, right? What God did to Israel, what God did to David, so how God was faithful in all their lives. It is testifying to God's goodness and faithfulness in their lives. And those testimonies are our inheritances. They belong to us. So when you listen to a testimony and when you learn to celebrate God's goodness in their life as if God has been good in your own life with that testimony, that same miracle working power that was working in their life is released in your life too, right? And Bill talks about how so many people receive their healing by listening to a testimony. When no one is praying for them, they are just listening to the testimony with a similar condition. He was talking about the first time he had years ago, right? This is some around 30 years ago where he had revelation about this verse and he went and he, they were praying for a lady who had an accident and they have removed her calf muscle in the operation, right? And she had a lot of screws and metals and everything and they prayed for her. During the meeting, only the pain slightly reduced. Nothing more happened other than that. But she went home that night. And the next day morning, she's getting ready to come for the meeting. And all of a sudden, her husband notices while she's dressing, notices and says, hey, 
see something is different and she looks, the calf muscle has grown back, right? And so she comes and testifies that. And while testifying that, another lady comes with a similar condition and says, I have a similar condition. And she gets sprayed and right in front of everyone's eyes, the calf muscle grows for her. And he goes and shares this four people with a calf condition that day, which is very unusual, right? Uh, not everyone has a missing calf muscle. Uh, but that day, it happened, four people was there, were there, and um, all four received healing. And whenever Bill has shared this story, and whoever is listening, wherever they are, if they are having this condition, they are getting healed, and I am sharing the same story right now. That means anyone listening at any point in time to this video, right, has a great opportunity to be healed with anything regarding to calf, muscle, or anything related. So that's the power of testimony. So last week, a lot of healings took place. I want to read a couple of testimonies that, that came from online. One, Mr. Prabhu, right? Dear Pastor Ram Babu, I joined the Energia conference via online. During the Energia conference, first day in the starting itself, you have prayed for all who have or having bone and joint and back pain issues. I was suffering with disc bulge and back pain issues for nearly 12 years. Last year it became so worse I couldn't even walk properly. Doctor suggested operation and one doctor suggested nerve root block injection. So I took that but still I was not fully healed or recovered since it was temporary solution only. But from yesterday during the prayer, I also believed for my healing and I have received it. The back pain is gone. I have removed my back support belt from Saturday morning. Thank you, Pastor Ram Babu and Pastor Jesudin. Come on, let's praise God for this. And, you know, usually people say, oh, it's just a back pain. Man. Only when you have one, you, you are appreciative of that healing, right? Uh, so anyone with related to back, uh, so I had another, quite a few, but I'm going to just read a couple of things. Mm. Emmanuel Haida, right, uh, sent me a message um, this Friday, early morning, around 5.35 he has sent. Hi, Jesus, sorry for this early message, but couldn't contain my happiness. I had pain in my upper back past two days. Pain was gradually increasing, and I was planning to go to physio, but didn't. Couldn't sleep all through the night because every position was causing pain of some sort. Even applying pain relief ointment didn't work. 
was speaking over my body for some time, nothing happened. So I woke up Ida at 4.30 a.m. and asked her to apply balm again. She applied and prayed. I also prayed at the same time, speaking how we have authority over all dominions and powers through Christ. When we finished praying and I checked, the pain was gone. And this is my first evident healing breakthrough. Uh, thanks again to you and Lavi for investing in our lives. Thanks to Pastor Ram Babu for demonstrating what it is to operate in the power of healing. Yeah, let's celebrate that. Uh, um, I prefer more testimonies like this where you are exercising it on your own, right? Uh, where you know that it is your right and you push for it and you see it happen. Um, so this testimonies carry the prof yeah, prophetic potential to keep multiplying itself beyond time, all right? Because we are testifying to God's goodness in our lives and he is the same yesterday, today, on forever. So there are only two things that you need to know to receive your miracle um, especially healing, physical healing. The first thing is, come on, lift your hands and say, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. <laughs> yeah, say that again as you believe it. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah? I mean, if you believe whatever you read in the Bible, right? Do you believe Jesus did it? If Jesus did it once, that means he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If not, then Jesus is not God because God doesn't change. If we believe Jesus is God, that means we are declaring that Jesus will not change his nature and character. And if he did it once, that means he will do it every single time. Yeah? So Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So whenever you're hearing a testimony, it is a proof that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Right? So the second thing you need to acknowledge is Jesus is no respecter of persons. Yeah? There is no partiality with him. Jesus is no, come on, declare, you are no respecter of persons. Yeah, he's not going to pick and choose. Oh, I'm going to heal you, I'm going to heal you. Oh, you, you have not been really good, so you wait for some more time. You know, he is not Santa Claus, right, who's having a naughty list and checking out who is on the naughty list, who won't get the gift, right? He's no respecter of person. So as you're hearing this, if there are offense in your heart, because you believed for healing, something didn't happen, I want you to process it in the presence and tap into the power of the supernatural that is present in testimony. Wonderful. So, um, now let's go to the Word. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. And, come on, everyone, and my speech and my preaching 
were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. The last verse, right? But come on. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. So there is the wisdom of God which is revealed in the mystery of the gospel which is for our glory. Look at somebody and say when you tap into the wisdom of God you tap into your glory. Right? So for our glory God reveals the wisdom of God. So this wisdom of God is not with persuasive words of human intellect but in the demonstration of spirit and of power. Say power. So that's what we, we have declared this year to be wisdom and power. So we are not talking about human wisdom which is based on intellect but we are talking about supernatural wisdom which is purely dependent on the spirit and the power of God. So um, powerless Christianity is a demonic Christianity. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, over the years, what we do is we reduce the standard Christ has set for us and to manage our powerlessness, we create theologies to say, why it is okay to live like this. Yeah? Which is very, very sad and which would destroy ourselves. So, um, the famous example, right? One carpenter gives his assistant, this is the measurement, okay? You need to create 50 blocks of this length. And he measures one and he cuts and then he uses that as the measurement for the next one and then he goes on creating the new one, the recent one that he has cut as the standard to cut and finally he sees so many different sizes, right? Mm, uh, because every time the previous piece has become the standard, right? We have been somewhere we got off from the original standard set and everybody cuts their piece uh, off and then finally it comes into something else which is nowhere in comparison to what was originally required. So Jesus has set us a standard. He healed everyone who came to him. He did not send one person away. Right? So I want you to listen to this message in two angles simultaneously. One is... When you need healing, what you need to do, you have to receive this message like that. The second is, when someone is coming to you for healing, 
what you need to do as well. Right? So, uh, so Jesus healed everyone who came to him looking for a healing. Come on, say that. Jesus healed everyone who came to him looking for healing. Jesus might not have healed everyone during his era, right? He wouldn't, you know, uh, he didn't go to Jerusalem and stand in one corner and say, every sick be healed. That's not what probably Jesus did. But when he goes and when somebody knows that Jesus is in town, even multitudes came, multitudes were healed. So this whole chosen uh, representation of Jesus where people came looking for healing and Jesus didn't heal them is just pure imagination. It's not scriptural. Okay? Uh, Whoever Jesus prayed for and whoever came to Jesus asking to be healed were healed 100% every single time. So why that is so important? Because Jesus is God's perfect theology. Based on Jesus, only we make conclusive statements about God's character and heart and will. So if Jesus didn't heal every single time, 10 people came to healing, And if he didn't heal all 10 people every time, that means, oh, our Pentecostal theology is true then. Oh, he heals if if it is his will, otherwise it is his kill, right? So that, that might be true, but that's not the truth because Jesus healed every single time. So I'm going to um, teach on the power aspect of the wisdom of God and it is so important that you guys listen to it and meditate on these scriptures because your life will never be the same again. I've taught on these things, you know, about healing and things like that, um, some 12, 13, 12 years ago and I want to visit those things again. So, two things. I want you to hear it as if you are hearing it for the first time, which is very normal for you, all right? Uh, so, th- that won't be a problem. Uh, the second time is, second thing is, when we are going to lay hands on you, all right, you have to come as if you're receiving laying hands for the first time as well, right? Don't come with a backlog of, I have come to receive healing for the shoulder for 10 years. Nothing happened, right? So come as if you're coming for the first time. And till you get healed, we'll be laying hands on it, right? And every single time we lay hands, I'm going to lay hands as if I'm laying hands for the first time. And you're going to receive as if you're being laid hands on the first time. Not with the backlogs of offense, right? Is that okay? Fantastic. Uh, Come with me to Matthew 7.
I want to read, I want to show you Matthew 8, 9, and 10, very action-packed passages, um, and I want to highlight a few verses there, okay? So uh, uh, chapter 8 begins with, when he came down from the mountain, a multitude followed him, and behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. So here, Jesus uh, is meeting with a leper, right? His things oozing out, uh, very raw wounds, probably smelly. He's not supposed to come inside the city. Everybody shouts, unclean, unclean. Um, so he comes and says, if you are willing. Many times we don't question God's power, but we question God's willingness to heal us. When we ask, can God heal? Everybody says, yes. But will God heal you at this point? Then me now, uh, I'm not really sure, right? But when, when, when it comes to question of God's ability, can God heal? Everybody's like, yeah, yes, God can heal. But can God, he will God heal you right now? That's where our hearts doesn't agree to it because when it comes personally, then we think, oh, yeah, will God do it for me? See, that's where the offense is. Yeah, God can do it for so many people, but will it? So, so here the leper says, if you are willing, then Jesus, what does he say? Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him saying, I am willing. Look at somebody and say, Jesus is willing to heal you. Yeah, so Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. If Jesus was willing to heal back then, then he is willing to heal right now as well. Yeah, so... Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Yeah? I told you Jesus is not a nice guy. See, he's saying, Hey, don't tell any, everyone about this testimony because I don't want, you know, too many attention right now in my ministry. But I want you to go and tell the priests and give this offering that is uniquely specified for the cleansing of a leprosy. And I want the priests to break their mind who did it. <laughs> right? Don't tell anyone else. Just go tell the priest and offer the sacrifice that Moses said for the cleansing of leprosy and give it to the priests. And when they ask you, why are you doing this? Because that priest has never received that offering for life. Because no leper person got healed. So he wants the religious authorities to break their head. How the hell did this leper get healed? <laughs> right? Okay, that's good. That's freebie. Okay, that's not the point. You didn't pay for it. <clears throat> so, the next one. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, 
pleading with him saying lord my servant is lying at home paralyzed dreadfully tormented right so he was in his deathbed demonically afflicted about to die yeah and jesus said to him i will come and heal him the centurion answered and said lord i am not worthy that you should come under my roof but only speak a word and my servant will be healed wow he says no 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 jesus don't bother yourself you need not take your time and walk all the way come to my house no 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 you just stay where you are speak a word speak a word one word speak a word and my servant will be healed not maybe not might be will be healed and then he explains why he believes that for okay so he is explaining why he has such a faith that if jesus speaks a word it will happen without any shadow of doubt from where did he get that faith he says for i am also a man under authority so today i want to talk about this word which is translated power or authority in king james or new king james um that's the word exousia greek word exousia come on say exousia say it on more time right so there are different words of power i'm going to deal one after the other every week so the first word that i want to deal with is exousia so here the centurion says for i am a man under exousia right i am a man under authority having soldiers under me and i say to this one go and he goes and to another come and he comes and to my servant do this <clears throat> and he does it look at the word for i also i also i also so he is saying i am operating under exousia i know you are also operating under exousia right i know how these things work my guy is sitting in rome caesar is sitting in rome i am sitting here in capernaum but if he says something from there i do it here and since he is backing me up whatever i say here these guys do it as if their life is dependent on it if i say come to a soldier he has 100 people under him right he is centurion if he says come that guy comes running and says yes sir if he says go he doesn't say i don't feel like no soldier gets to say that to centurion if he says do this he just does it because he is not there was a time in life when this guy was not a centurion or not even a soldier probably right he was not even enlisted he was a common man if he calls someone come here nobody listens to him but the day he was instated 
right? So exosia, what is exosia? Delegated power. Come on, say delegated power. It is legal power. Right? Legal power. That is what exosia is. So the moment he was ordained as the centurion, then what happens? The same guy, his words, has different authority because there is a huge thing backing him up. Now the entire Caesar and Rome's government is backing this guy up. And when he sits and says, come here, that guy has to come. When he says go, it has to go. When he says do it, they have to do it because he is having exosia. And he has exosia because he is under exosia. For I am also a man under exosia. I understand how authority works. So I don't want you to come and lay hands. I don't want you to come and do a long prayer. You know, when I say come, that fellow keeps running. He comes running. When I say go, so I know this whole sickness, demons, disease, everything comes under your exosia. Look, that's why Jesus got marveled at this guy's faith. Because, you know, you, I'll, I'll be showing you this thing. Every time Jesus steps into a place, the first to recognize his authority are the demons. Not his disciples. <laughs> disciples have a lot of doubts. <laughs> not the Pharisees, not the scribes who studied the law. But the demons are the first one to recognize him. Because demons recognize exosia. So the spirit of infirmity that is tormenting your body right now fully recognizes exosia. They know what invested authority looks like. Are you guys getting what I'm saying? I'm telling you, if you get what I'm teaching you, it can change your life. This is not only applicable for physical healing. This is applicable for finances or anything in your life. When I was reading this phrase, you have, when you understand exosia, you can say come to certain things. Not only go. You can look at pain and nonsense to go, but you can look at money and say, come. And when you understand exosia, in the realm of the spirits, they understand exosia better than you do. They're the first ones to recognize exosia. For I am also a man under exosia, having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another come, he comes, and to my servant do this. Um, so, assuredly I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. 
And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. That will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is a very scary verse. He says, many people outside, I've always seen this, right? Uh, in Pastor Rambabu's meeting, Hindus, Muslims, especially Hindus, right? They are the ones who receive healing. And the Pentecostals who sit there. People from the east and the west would come and receive, but you guys would be thrown into darkness because of this offense thing. And Centurion, a Roman guy, has so much faith in Jesus, but Capernaum people did not have faith. So much so he had to declare a judgment on Capernaum. Alright? Then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way as you have believed, so let it be done for you. He didn't even use the word I heal you. He just says, go your way. You got it. You, you Now you understand. I need not do anything. You just go your way. Look at the phrase. And his servant was healed that same hour. That's how exosia works. That's how exosia works. The same hour has to be done because it's delegated authority. Now when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his mother's wife's mother lying sick with a fever. Peter is operating in other-centered love, asking Jesus to pray for his mother-in-law. You understand? Dharmesh. You should not let her die. You should ask Jesus to pray for your mother-in-law. lying sick with a fever. So he touched her hand and the fever left her. He just touched and the fever left because the fever, the spirit of infirmity understands exosia. He just understands exosia. And she arose and served them. When evening had come, yeah, 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 yeah. Read 16, everyone. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word. Guess what's the word? Out. <laughs> right? He just says, out. And they are, they have to go out. There is no discussion there because it's a matter of exosia. Someone with a higher authority comes in. Right? Have you seen these, you know, some constables say something and then or inspector says something and then the commissioner walks in and says the opposite and they say, yes, sir. 
right? Because that's how exosia works. It doesn't matter what you say. When someone from the higher authority comes in and says, then that becomes the thing. You don't challenge it. So it might be demons have, might have power, demons might do this, do that, but someone from the higher authority comes and says, out, has to be out. He cast them out with a word and healed all. Come on, say that phrase five times. He healed all who were sick. He healed all who were sick. You know, can you imagine some pastors explain to me, it means all means not all. Not necessarily all. Only when it comes to morality, our guys take the word seriously. <laughs> they can't practice, at least they'll take it seriously. Do not have a lustful thought. Nobody practices it. <laughs> but at least they'll preach as if it's true. But when it comes to these things, they're like, no, 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 uh, he healed all, no, no. Can you imagine multitudes coming and he healed every single one of them? That's what Hyothesia is all about. That's what we are talking about, the sons of God. Right? He healed them all, that it might be fulfilled, was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Come on. He, Jesus, you took my infirmity. You bore my sicknesses. It's in plural. All sorts of sicknesses. All sorts of infirmities. Anything and everything. Jesus is, has taken it upon himself. And to prove that, even before going to the cross, Jesus healed all Jesus healed them all. Yeah. Um, then, okay, I don't have time, right? And he talks about discipleship, then the wind and wave obey him. So in exosia, demons, Sicknesses, infirmities, now what is being added? Wind and the waves, nature, nature. Everything is listening. All these are invisible realities, but they're very real realities who listens and obeys to exosia. So when hurricane comes or some nonsense comes, we are thinking we are victims of these natural elements because we don't understand exosia. Okay, this is how Bill says this. When we cry out to God, right? We cry out because we have faith that he would answer us, right? So here disciples cried out to Jesus and Jesus answered and he stopped the 
wind and the wave after stopping after answering their prayer jesus turned to the disciples and says where is your faith so we thought getting answers to our prayer is faith after getting answers to the prayer jesus is saying where is your faith why are you waking me up so when you understand exosia so what jesus was trying to teach these guys through other miracles and he expected what he was expecting from them was if you really understood what i was doing all this while you wouldn't even wake me up you would deal this thing yourself because you understand then when you come to the other side of the gatherings they met two demon possessed men coming out of the tombs exceedingly fierce so that no one could pass that way can you imagine two guys demon possessed guys living in the tombs anyone coming that side they would pound us on their men tear them apart no one could go in that road because these two guys were demon possessed so jesus comes into that area and suddenly they cried out saying what have we to do with you jesus who told them these two guys his name is jesus huh who told these two guys jesus is coming they are in the tombs and who told jesus is the son of god look at the revelation what have you to do with we have to do with you jesus you son of god why have you come here to torment us before time that's how much demons understand exosia jesus is stepping into gathering he just stepped into that locality and that is tormenting these demons Jesus is not even saying anything right now he just moves into that area and demons are tormented that's how powerful the authority of Jesus is so he is demonstrating all these things now a good way of was a herd of many swine feeding so the demons begged him saying if you cast us out permit permit us to go away into the herd of swine can you imagine demons crying out to jesus jesus yeah you cast us out please give us permission to go into the swine so even a pig is under jesus exosia unless he gives permission are you guys getting what i'm saying demon cannot just walk into this pig yeah, it's just a pig <laughs> then how are people getting demon possessed because they have free will <laughs> these demons are begging to jesus please send us to the pigs 
And Jesus says, okay. And they go to the pigs. And the pigs decide, it's better to die than to live with these fellows. <laughs> they all go and jump. Hmm? Violently down the steep place into the sea and perish in the water. Verse 33 and 34 are the most painful verses. Then those who kept them fled and they went away into the city and told everything including what had happened to the demon-possessed men. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. What an excellent opportunity to be healed. The entire city had an opportunity to be healed. The whole city came to meet Jesus and when they saw him, they begged him to depart from their region. That's how dumb people can be. I had a wonderful opportunity to be healed. <laughs> okay. So he got into the boat, crossed over, came to his own city. Then behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer, your sins are forgiven you. So there, a paralytic man is being lowered or is brought to Jesus. And he looks at the faith of the friends who carried him and he looks at their faith and then looks at him and says, Son, you'll be healed. No. He's saying your sins are forgiven. Probably he's believing that he is paralyzed because of some sin he committed. He wants to touch the root always. So he looks at this guy and says, Sons, your sins are forgiven. And at once, some of the scribes said within themselves, this man blasphemes. They didn't even say it out loud. They were saying it. They were just thinking. Oh. Mm -mm. They didn't open their mouth. But Jesus knowing their thoughts. <laughs> it's scary to be around Jesus. Right? <laughs> you think something and Jesus opens your mouth and replies to you. Ah, you said something. No, I didn't say it. No, you said it. <laughs> knowing their thoughts said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? Then he is asking a question for which is easier to say your sins are forgiven you or to say arise and walk. Which one is easier? To say arise and walk. Honestly, for me, the first time I read it, both are not easy. But Jesus is saying which one is easier? Meaning, one is Easy, the other is even more easy. That's why it's easier. Look at somebody and say, it's an easy thing to forgive you. Yeah? God loves you so much, he, for, he wants to forgive you. 
then he loves you so much he wants to heal you right okay but that you may know that the son of man has power on earth that word power is exousia there i want you to know that son of man has exousia on earth to forgive sins then he said to the paralytic arise take up your bed go to your house so this word exousia has two things man i've just started off time is over okay okay there are two things exousia has two things say source jurisdiction source jurisdiction source of authority right and then the jurisdiction jurisdiction meaning the scope of authority i want you to put certain pictures um um put the towing one the other day we were driving inside the city and we saw one traffic police come with a big vehicle and pick up all the two wheelers and put it inside right yeah so when another guy does it that's called stealing right if a guy comes and picks a bullet that is <clears throat> parked and puts it on to a vehicle kutiyana and takes it that is stealing but when this guy comes and does it it is not stealing why huh exousia right this guy has an invested authority the government is backing him up to do it he can come and say hey why are you parked here no come and receive it in the station and fix there was another image that i picked up that guy was sitting he is not willing to get down from the bike with him sitting on the bike only they lifted up the crane and put him along with him in the bike <laughs> right he is having his bag and he is on the holding on to the bike with their life it doesn't matter you don't i don't feel like giving my bike <laughs> exousia <laughs> we don't care what you feel <laughs> you parked it in a wrong place that's how exousia works invested authority so this guy can do this thing but if this guy goes to sri lanka okay and sees a bike in the no parking area and he says remove this bike they will remove him right why now he is operating out of his jurisdiction so the source of authority and the realm of authority if you understand then you will know what all areas are covered and you would be able to exercise in accordance to your jurisdiction the word jurisdiction as two words as you know juris and 
diction diction meaning speaking right that's diction juris means legal legal speaking legally speaking that's what jurisdiction mean see what is the difference between a normal hammer and a ha hammer in a judge's hand right so if a judge walks with that hammer on the road without the black gown or anything he's just walking with a hammer you know you might be thinking okay he's a carpenter he's going to fix something <laughs> the same guy goes puts on the gown sits in his chair and he said dot dot everybody becomes silent because that's his jurisdiction you don't need to really exercise lot of energy when you really understand exosia the first time i saw ram babu pastor say i will say 1 2 3 i'm like no name of jesus <laughs> So when you understand exosia who is backing you up that's what matters the source of authority you can say when i say jilebi you need to leave to the demon <laughs> and the demon has to leave right because you are having an authority backing you up and it is the source of authority and as you are operating within the jurisdiction then it has to obey it has to obey right man has exosia on the earth say son of man has exosia on the earth to forgive and to heal and now when the multitude saw it was eight they marveled and glorified god who had given such exosia to men right or certify Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing come on every sickness and every disease among the people come on say that phrase five times Jesus healed every sickness and every disease one more time Jesus he every sickness and every disease among the people and jesus is the same is today today and forever when he saw the multitudes he was moved with compassion for them they were weary and scattered okay and he said the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few saying that therefore pray the lord of the harvest to send out 
labors into his harvest. The next verse says, And when he called his twelve disciples to him, he gave them exosia over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. So he calls the disciples and says, I give you exosia. I give you invested and delegated authority. Over all unclean spirits. See, even when it comes to Herod, uh, oh, you are under, you're a Galilean. Oh, you're coming under Herod's jurisdiction. So I send you there. That's how jurisdiction works. Okay? So I don't have time. Uh, let me, okay, come to 28, Matthew. Verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, okay, now he is risen and he is ascending. And while he's ascending, what he's saying, all exosia has been given to me. And what is the jurisdiction? In heaven and on earth. In heaven and on earth. Therefore, verse 19, go therefore. Go, therefore. Why? I have exosia in heaven and on earth and I'm giving you that exosia to pray in my name to cast. So come with me to Mark 16. Mark 16, verse 17. And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. That's, 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 that's the power of autonomy. In my name meaning power of autonomy. Meaning legal in lieu of. So Hyothesia is about a son reaching of age, mature, and the father comes and says, hey, he can operate in my name from now. Whatever he says, it's equal to me saying. He can sign off deals, he can sell my land, he can finish business deals, all in my name. I need not come, he can do it, he can re represent me. What is to represent? To re-present. So Jesus is asking the disciples to represent him, meaning to re-present 
Do you know we are supposed to be representing Christ to our generation? We are supposed to be representing Christ to our generation. But we kept lowering the standards. We kept lowering the standard. We kept lowering the standard. It's time to get back and fix the standard and allow our experience to catch up. In my name they will and these signs will follow those who believe. These signs will follow apostles. These signs will follow prophets. These signs will follow the special ones. No, these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they'll cast out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That's what exosia is. Come with me to Luke 10. Verse 18. And I said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you exosia to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power, that word power is dunamis. Okay, dunamis is ability. Right? Devil might have power, but you have exosia. It is like the truck. Right? Put the police stopping the truck. You know? See? Who has got more inherent power? Truck has more inherent power. Truck can run him over, right? He cannot stop him with his power. But he can stop it with his exosia. Because he has exosia, and he says, hey, stop. That powerful vehicle has to hit the brick. So Jesus has given us exosia over all the dunamis of the enemy. No matter what enemy has, you have exosia over the dunamis of the enemy. You might be thin, but is it because he's like Hulk, the vehicle stopped? Why is the vehicle stopping? What if the vehicle is not stopping? Right? <clears throat> Come with me to chapter 9. Luke 9. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. So the word there, he gave them dunamis and exosia over all. Okay? So put the um, gun and the badge. See, 
The badge is what? Exosia. Okay, badge is exosia. What is the gun? Dynamis. Right? So you go and say, do this, do this, and they are trying to overpower you. Then the exosia says, use power now, use dynamis. If something is resisting, we can use dynamis power. I'll be speaking about what dynamis is all about next week, but I want you to know that, okay? I want you to know what, even, even if you have dynamis, if you don't have exosia, you cannot exercise dynamis. Then that becomes illegal. You can't go buy a gun and come and try to do these things. So understanding exosia and really getting into it is so important, then only you'll be able to exercise dynamis. No matter how much dunamis you have, if you don't have a clarity about exosia that you have, then it's still a waste. So first you should understand you have exosia to command nonsense to get out of your lives. We don't have exosia over people's free will but we have exosia over demonic spirits that are tormenting them. You have absolute exosia over the will of the demons. It really doesn't matter what they want to do. Put the JCB one. Yeah. So the guy comes, Exosia, say, CMDA department. Yes, sir, you have built this in the wrong place. You don't have permission to build this building. No, no, sir, I've spent a lot of money. No, we are going to destroy it. And he is not going to destroy it by his pushing it down. The guy doesn't have power to bring the build, building down. JCB has the dynamics that has the power to break the building but that can function because of the this guy standing and telling the guy say oh destroy the building he has the exosia which gives power to make the dynamics function and to bring down the strongholds so when you understand exosia and dynamics Enemy cannot play in your life. Enemy can't do anything in your life when you understand exosia and dynamics. You have been tormented, you have been lied to, you have been ostracized, you have been doing all these things because we don't have this simple childlike faith. Oh, Jesus said, I have given you exosia. Right? Actually, the, 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 that was not of their own, right? Neither Dunamis was of their own. At this juncture in Luke, after Jesus ascended, he said, you wait 
have your own dunamis when Holy Spirit comes upon you. This was just umbrella effect. Jesus is bringing them under his exousia and saying, you guys go. I'm sending you. So when we go with Jesus, Uncle or Ram Baba and go and pray for the sick, it's not really we operating out of our exosia. We are operating under their umbrella and we, things happen and that's how our faiths are built. But when you need to, you need to spend time with the word and these things have to become your thing. And when you have the encounter in the word and it becomes real to you, then it has become yours. And when somebody wakes you up in the night and a demon comes and says, you can go and it will go. Because now you know that you know that you know. John, it says, I have the power to lay it down and I have the power to take it back up again, take my life up again. That word power is exosia. Jesus went to the cross precisely because he has the exosia to lay it down and pick it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my, myself. I have exosia to lay it down. And I have exosia to take it again. To take it again. This command I have received from my father. This command I have received from my father. Invested authority. The father has told the son, hey, I want you to know that you have the power to take, take, lay it down at the right time when you want to. Till then, no one can touch you. No matter who the hell they want to kill you, they can't even do anything to your hair. When, when you decide it's the time, you can lay it down and you can take it up again. That's what exosia is. And Philippians 2 says, even though he was equal with God, he could, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but he emptied himself. Right? Put that verse. Uh, yeah. Next. He made himself of no reputation taking the form of bond servant and coming in the likeness of men. So Jesus did not do all these things that we read in the book of Matthew as God. He did it as a man who has a right standing with the Father. Because he emptied himself. He made himself of no reputation, meaning he emptied himself of all his godly power, right? 
he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death even the death of the cross then the next verse says therefore god also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name yeah that at the name of jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth yeah and every tongue should confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of god the father this is the power of the name of jesus Let's all stand. If you're having any pain, any infirmity, this is the time for you to receive your healing. As you take part in the Lord's table, I want you to exercise your exosia destroy him who had the power of death I want you to exercise and receive may you operate in the authority that has been vested upon you you don't need to feel a thing it is a legal transference you have it because you belong to the kingdom you have it because you're born again through Jesus Christ you've been made new